All right, here we go. July 2nd, 2020. Let's get out with the news. A lot of crazy things going on. Coronavirus is spiking, so watch out. Play it safe. Keep yourselves covered. You know, just don't do anything crazy. All right, let's get out with the news. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish. All right, drivers, right this here. is a big one. Now, even though we got COVID-19 going on so far, the uh, CVSA hasn't uh, stopped the annual safety week for 2020. So that's going to be July 12th through July 18th, okay? So just keep an eye on that. It's uh you know, last year they gave out uh, 2,126 warnings for speeding and 1,454 citations. So just keep an eye out, okay? And, uh, you, know, you know, it's that time of year. But I don't know. They may cancel it because of corona. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get moving on. All right, it looks like there's been an uptick in uh, theft over in southeastern Memphis. So just if you're going to that area, make sure you put some bolt seals on your trailers and keep an eye out. They're not just stealing boxes. Apparently, they're stealing whole pallets. So if you're going to that area, keep your eyes open. You know, minimize your overnight waits as much as possible. Try to park inside the facility lot instead of on the street, if possible. Use high security seals or hardened padlocks, you know, bolt seals. You know, something that needs a bolt cutter, you know. Place a heavy gauge wire seal at the top of the trailer. That is inaccessible from the street level. You see those on UPS trailers. They get the, the bolt seal latches on the top of the trailer. It's kind of smart. You know, who's going to get up there? And then if you see anything, call the cops. You know, and be alert for people following you, things like that. If you're going down in the southeast Memphis, just watch out. Don't, if you're at a truck stop, don't assume you're safe. Don't assume you're safe. You might still have some issues. You know, theft is on the rise. People are out of work. So just keep your eyes open. All right, let's move on. Wow, this one's just crazy. I don't know how this is going to play out. Okay, this is the California fastest first in the world rule to ban sale of all new diesel trucks by 2045. So basically what California wants to do is they want to ban all diesel trucks, you know, the big trucks, by 2045. And they want people to start transitioning over to zero emission vehicles by 2024. Well, the thing is, I just don't see how that's going to happen. Because you got trucks coming from out of state. You know what's going to happen? The out-of-state trucks that are diesel are going to have to stop on the way into the state. It, it doesn't say anything. The The bill doesn't say anything about it. So I suspect that what it's really going to do, unless they can come up with some, you know, decently priced, you know, zero-emission vehicles with some good distance on them, that the California trucking companies that are based in California will either move out of California or they will... Um, you know, just close up shop. 
it's kind of hard to say. What's really going to be interesting is you have a lot of the larger carriers, uh, not to pick on anybody, but, you know, like uh, Schneider, Swift, places like that, that have terminals in California. You know, are they going to be required to do this? I don't know. There's a lot of variables, things that could go wrong with this. This is going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what. Why don't we just drop all the stuff at the state line? And you can ride your bicycle out there in the desert to pick it up. How's that sound? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. All right, let's get moving on. All right, here's one that's kind of interesting. You know, and I'm sure it varies for everybody, but here's just we're going by averages here. All right, average cost of roadside repairs is up 30% over last year. All right, now the average cost per roadside repair is 30% over, over last year. But five systems account for almost 70% of the work identifying where many fleets might want to focus their attention, all right? This is from TMC. See, the uh, yeah, the America Trucking Association's Technology and Maintenance Council. About 140 vehicle maintenance reporting standard systems are tracked overall. The average roadside repair recorded by participating fleets cost $491 in the first quarter of 2020 up from 378 in the first quarter of 2019. Several factors and, you know, or play a role in the, in the increases. Says Jim Buell, Executive Director, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at FleetNet America. Prices are pushed higher by a technician shortage that is particularly prevalent when it comes to an uncomfortable setting outside of shops. Yeah, you know, you get these guys, it's snowing, it's icy out. They got to work on these trucks on the side of the road. I mean, these guys are, you know, you're so happy to see them. But they do have very dangerous jobs. You know, if it takes a certain individual to do this kind of work, there's no doubt about that. And uh, equipment also has become more complex. He added tire inflation systems, for example, need to be removed before damaged tires can be accessed. Well, that's something I never thought of. You know, the uh, tire inflation systems keep the tires well-balanced you know, the pressure, so they got to take all that stuff apart and then put it back together. I've never done it, so I don't know how hard it is. All right, and it says uh, while there an average, while there was an average of thirty three thousand six hundred thirty seven miles between breakdowns, the experience differed widely depending on applications, truckload dry vans, which had participated in the service since it was launched in twenty seventeen, averaged fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety one miles between breakdowns. Tank fleet saw an average of 21,591 miles. And LTL fleet saw 55,407 miles. You know, I wonder why that is, you know, between truckload and LTL in that part of it. I wouldn't think it'd be a big deal, but I just kind of wonder why. Best in fleet also performed significantly better than the average participants. The best truckload dry van fleet averaged 59,905 miles between breakdowns with the best LTL operation uh, recording 61,856 miles, and the top fleet recording, uh, oh, the top tank recording 26,033 miles. Well, it's a pretty, pretty big difference there. I wonder which company that was. They don't say who they were. That would be kind of interesting. It says if one truckload carrier can run 60,000 miles between an unscheduled breakdown, why can't everyone else run similar types of equipment, similar types of routes? And, uh, you know, yeah, make a big deal, okay? Now, it says here, tires were clearly the most common repair, averaging 104,956 miles between repairs. 
followed by brakes at 230,432 miles, lighting 323,788 miles, power plant 619,812 miles, and exhaust system 711,304 miles. When they're talking um, tires, you know, flat tires, you know, issues like that where they have to call a tech out. In fact, I just had a tire replaced last week. You know, I had a sidewall blowout in Sterling, Colorado. I had to have the tech come out. It took like three hours. Brakes, you know, brakes get stick, garp stick, brakes get stuck, uh, things like that. Brake pads, usually brake pads, though, you get you can get that fixed before you leave the yard. But maybe you show up and the trailer's messed up and you got to call a tech out. Lights, uh, usually it's a ground or a short. That's something you can usually get fixed at the terminal, too. If you're at one when you pick it up, so it's not really the big power plant. Uh, you know, I don't see too many problems with the engine, so I can see whether it's 619,000 and exhaust systems. Now, when they're talking exhaust systems, I'm assuming they're talking, you know, uh, uh, oh God, what is it? Oh, it escapes me. Why, why does it escape me? The uh, engine exhaust system, you know, the regens and all that. You know where the you know the the vehicle emission systems. You know, I think that's probably what they might be talking about. You know, that's the only thing I can think of. So, you know, it's uh, let's see where else in truckload operations, the average miles between repairs included lighting. Oh, six. They just go on and on. Anyway, it says here applications with sleepers can face more exhaust system repairs. When auxiliary power units are unable to maintain comfortable temperatures inside the truck, requiring more engine running time than normal. So, unless you're a good, well, you know what? If you're a good sleeper, why are you stopping anyway? So, anyway, that's what's going on. Costs are going up, basically, and that's about the way, the way it's going. All right, let's move on. Yeah, I couldn't tell you when the last time I had a tire other than last week. Probably a couple months. Usually, you know, I'll get a tire replaced because, you know, it's not up to spec when I pick up a trailer, but... Actually, having one blow over the road, it doesn't happen too often these days. Depends on how old your uh, recap is. All right, here we go. Well, once again, we get some horrible news. Irish trucker in court over deaths of 39 people in container. So apparently, you know, it was a people smuggling thing. And they, uh, you know, Vietnamese nationals were found October 3rd. In the back of a truck in an industrial park in English town of Grace, the truck driver Maurice Robinson admitted 39 counts of manslaughter. In April, Hughes was not asked to enter a plea and was ordered detained until a plea hearing at London's criminal court on July 22nd. Wow, 39 people, Vietnamese nationals in the back of a semi-truck. Probably got hot or didn't have enough air. I don't know. I just can't imagine. Um... Drivers, don't 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 smuggle people. Yeah, you know, this is gonna go bad for you. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. All right, it's just not good for anybody. Okay, I don't even know how to get into this one. America's fifth largest trucking company to receive seven hundred million dollar loan from Trump administration. On Wednesday, federal authorities announced plans to provide a massive loan to trucking company YRC Incorporated in exchange for an equity stake in the company. On July 1st, the U.S. Department of Treasury announced intentions to provide Overland Park, Kansas-based trucking company YRC with $700 million loan in exchange for a 29.6 equity stake in the company. 
YRC entered into the agreement with the U.S. government on Tuesday, June 3rd, 2020. The company was worth only $70 million at the close of the market on Tuesday. So basically, the United States government just gave YRC $700 million loan for a company that's only worth $70 million. Wow. The loan is being distributed as part of the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Securities Act, CARES Act, after the U.S. Secretary of Defense determined that the trunking company is essential to national security. Now, uh, well, I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but I suspect if they went under, the country would be just fine. Uh, here's, what they got, here's what they said. YRC is the leading provider of critical military transportation and other hauling services to the U.S. government and provides 68% of less than truckload services to the Department of Defense. The loan will enable YRC to maintain approximately 30,000 trucking jobs and continue to support military efforts. Uh, you know, I don't know. If this happens, I think we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff going on. And I don't know how I feel about it. I have mixed feelings about this one. But that being said, I'm glad that people won't be losing their jobs. And that's something. Uh, I'll leave it up to you to decide if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I just don't know. All right, here's something kind of interesting. Now through July 13th, Pilot Flying J is doing an up, uh, what do they call it? Uh, yeah, apparently there's, uh, I don't know how to get into it. They're, they're raising money for veterans and stuff. And apparently there's a coin shortage across America. I had no idea there was a coin shortage. Anybody else hear anything about this? Well, anyway, what it is is you just go there and tell them you want to round up your purchase, then there's whole dollar and donate the amount to the endowment that they got set up. So it's something they're doing. I had no idea there was a coin shortage. Anybody hear about this? I certainly got a big jar of pennies here if anybody really needs them. Hmm. Maybe they'll be worth more. I'm a penny king. All right, here we go. Well, looks like another one busted. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents in Buffalo, New York, arrested a 26-year-old truck driver June 25th who crossed into the U.S. from Canada with almost five tons of marijuana, valued at approximately $20 million. I wonder what he was getting paid for that. You know, it makes you kind of wonder, you know. The 9,472 pounds of marijuana was discovered at the Peace Bridge. Yeah, I bet it was peaceful cargo facility and ranks as the largest narcotic seizure recorded on the north border and ranks 23rd in the U.S. in the last five years, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. Federal prosecutors said 26-year-old Prabhat Nagra, a citizen of India with permanent Canadian residency status, was driving a truckload. Oh, a truck loaded with 55 wooden pallets that contained vacuum-sealed packages of marijuana. Uh, you know, maybe the driver didn't even know about it. Paperwork said the truck was carrying uh, storage containers. Uh, the Canadian uh, police said that during a non-intrusive non inspection scan, officers noticed anomalies, which led to perform a more thorough search. Nagar was charged with possessing with the intent to distribute 1,000 kilograms or more of marijuana and importation of marijuana into the United States. The charges vary carry a mandatory minimum penalty of 10 years in prison and maximum life imprisonment if he is convicted. Ooh, that's rough at 26. Uh, U.S. Attorney James P. Kennedy said Thursday bust, Thursday's bust, was the, third of its, was the third of its kind in as many weeks at the international border. Basically what it comes down to is these days, you're picking up loads that are sealed. 
And I don't know if that's the case here, but you know, if this guy was picking up a load and it was sealed, then very easily he could have not known anything about this. And I don't know how that's going to work out. Hopefully, if he's innocent and he didn't know it was there, I hope they can figure it out. If not, well, good luck, buddy. We might not be seeing you for a while. Either way, I think you're going to have a long road ahead of you. It's just not going to be in a big truck. All right, let's get moving on. All right, this is a big deal. The amendment to stop trucker insurance requirements from skyrocketing $2 million fails. All right, law, law, lawmakers, law, lawmakers, lawmakers have passed on a proposed amendment to halt the controversial legislation that would more than double the commercial vehicle minimum insurance requirements. So basically, the requirements are going to $2 million and insurance prices are going to go up and trucking companies are going to go under. And that's just the way it is. Uh, welcome to the new world. All right, let's move on. This one's kind of interesting. The new I'm looking at the picture of the new Tesla truck. This damn thing's ugly as hell. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a nice ride. A red Tesla semi-truck was spotted in California hauling a load of Tesla Model Y and Model 3 cars. The truck was delivering Tesla cars to you know customers in California. Um, Elon Musk in a tweet said that Tesla semi-trucks can deliver Tesla cars to within California. Tesla announced plans for a semi-truck in 2017 with intentions to be available to customers by 2019. After additional delays, Tesla announced that their electric Class 8 vehicles wouldn't be produced and delivered until 2021. I don't know. I'm looking at photos of the things, and yeah, it looks like all the Tesla employees are out front clapping, and they're all excited that it's there. You know, people are getting that. Oh, they're delivering to people's houses and such. And it looks like the driver, see if we can zoom in. Come on, pull up there. All right, it looks like the driver sits in the middle of this thing. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, hey, if it's if it works, it works. But I got to tell you, it's ugly as hell. You know, <laughs> it really is ugly as hell. But, you know, who cares? You know, if you're saving money, you know, I'm all for it. But it's still ugly as hell. Uh, but maybe, maybe you know, maybe that'll be the new norm. Maybe, yeah, I'm sure they'll pretty it up. Yeah, but what does it matter if it saves money, right? Zero emissions, good deal. And with the new California rules coming out, yeah, it's going to be a big deal. All right. On June 29th, the Clark Memorial Bridge in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, 43 protesters were arrested and 19 cars were towed because people were blocking the bridge, blocking traffic. They were protesting on a bridge. Uh, the bridge connects Louisville, Kentucky to Jeffersonville, Indiana, is one of the only toll-free bridges over the Ohio River. All right, here's our thoughts on this. You know, this is my personal belief. I don't care what you believe. Well, I mean, I do care, but here's what I got. I am all for people protesting and expressing their opinion. I think it's the First Amendment right here in America. I think you have totally have the right to do that. That being said... You're blocking the road. You're blocking a bridge going across the river. What if an ambulance needed to get across? What if a fire truck needed to cross? What if a house was burning down? You know, what if something like that was going on? You're blocking a bridge. You want to protest? You know, the cops go to the police station, go to the fire, you know, go, go to the go to those places of the people you're protesting against. Uh, protesting on the interstate? It doesn't do anybody any good, and nobody cares. All you're doing is pissing off the people waiting in traffic. 
that's the only thing you're doing. So, you know, you want, you want people to, you know, listen to your cause, go, go protest at the right places. You protest on the freeway. The people that are, you're holding up are just going to be pissed off. And more than likely they would be very sympathetic to what it is you're protesting against. So that's something to think about. All right, let's get moving on. Well, this is even nuttier one. Over in Pennsylvania, some guy went on a police chase with a big truck. He's got a nice sleeper cab there, and he's just hammering down through this small Pennsylvania neighborhood. I must admit, he seemed to be handling the truck pretty well. So anyway, they got him pulled over eventually, and you can probably Google it and uh, see a bunch of footage of this. And it was a three-hour standoff, and he was shooting at the cops. The cops were shooting back. And then finally, they put one in into him and ended his life. And that was the end of that. So, I don't know. What did he win? He didn't win anything. Who knows what it was for, but they didn't say why he was running. They just said he was running. Uh, the crazy things people do. I don't get it. All right, we're all done with the trucking news. Let's get on with the press releases. This one's kind of interesting. Discount Tires celebrates 60th anniversary with nationwide sweepstakes. You know, I went to a discount tire once in Chicago. I had a slow leak on a tire. They brought it in, they plugged the tire, and they got me on the way, and I, I asked them how much, and they said no charge. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And, you know, they gave me a couple of sodas, and there was a couple of candy bars they gave me while I was waiting, and I just thought, wow, you guys, that's just amazing. So, anyway, I like discount tires. So, anyway, Discount Tires, in partnership with Michelin, is marking its 60th anniversary with special sweepstakes to say thank you to its customers. The sweepstakes kicks off July 1st, 2020, and includes, concludes, not includes, concludes December 31st, 2020. So it says here they've been in operation for 60 years, so let's see what are the prizes. They started off with one store, by the way, in Michigan. Yeah, now they got like 20,000 employees, so it's a pretty good deal. Anyway, grand prize. 60 grand prize winners will receive a set of four Michelin tires along with a complimentary installation. Grand prize winners will be randomly selected each month during a promotion period for all the valid entries. All right? That's the grand prize. First prize, at the conclusion of the sweepstakes in January 21st, an additional 60 winners will be randomly selected for all entries received throughout the duration of sweepstakes. As first, the winners will receive a discount tire-branded backpack. Oh, wow, backpack. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, well, you know, maybe it is. I don't know. The purchase is no purchase. Oh, no purchase. No purchase is necessary to enter and win. The deadline for entries ends at 11.59.59. PM uh, Pacific Standard Time, December 31st, 2020. Participants must be at least 18 years of age, uh, 19 plus in Alabama, Nebraska, time of entry. All right, so now here's how you enter text 60 years to 87654 or fill out the online submission at discounttire.com slash forward slash 60 years. Limit one entry per person per day or valid email address. For official rules, go to the discounttire.com uh, slash 60 years. So that's, I'll go ahead and say it again. I'll put it in the show notes. 60 years to 87654 or fill out the online submission. Let's see if we can copy that. Yeah, limit one entry per person. Uh, okay, I'll see if I can copy that and put that in. If not, that's what it is. It's 60 years 
to 87654. Doesn't say how often. But anyway, I hope you win. That would be a good deal. All right. Now, we got the 4th of July coming up. Don't forget, 4th of July celebration is the year that more pets are lost than any other year. You know, dogs, cats, get scared, run away. It's kind of hard on them, the loud noises. So, things you could do. Microchip your pet. Put a pet ID on there. Talk to your veterinarian about anxiety, you know, anti-anxiety medications. Uh, keep pets secure at home while out. If your pet escapes, been, be, you know, start looking for them right away. Keep looking and then, you know, just keep be on the lookout. Uh, 4th of July is a little hard on people. That's, you know, they don't, you know, PTSD is kind of an issue with people and, you know, a lot of people it's problematic. So, and then also with the pets, it's problematic. So just be aware. All right. That's all I got for the news. There's nothing else going on. At least not that I know of. I hope everything's good in your world and, uh, you know, stay safe, stay out of trouble. Watch out. 4th of July traffic. 4th of July traffic is the worst. People are going to work. Some, you know, it's uh, Saturday night, so they're still going to work. They're, Friday night, they're leaving for grandma's house. They're staying up late. They're driving tired. Driving tired is worse, just as, if not worse, just as bad as driving drunk. You know, so just be careful, you know. Try to get some sleep. If you're driving in your car, try to, you get tired, just pull over, take a nap. Really, it's not a big deal. Just take a nap. It's better than losing your whole family. Uh, 4th of July is a very dangerous time to drive. Be careful. All right, Kingfish out.